the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 365 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along. Another episode, another week. Boom. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we're pumping through uh, 2022. Um, this is the last week of the first month. So there you go. I know. It's not I scary know. at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, okay. So what do we got today? Well, I want to talk about, I'm going to start things off on a positive note. I'm walking around these days with a ticking time bomb. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I um, you're going to drop dead? No, no, no. Oh. I uh, I've um, I've had a bit of a problem with my phone, and it's like, oh, there's a bit of a gap in the either side of the phone where you can see light easing through. Yeah, yeah. And then I realised that oh, it's it's not seated properly. It's come adrift. Delaminating or something. And it's so bad that I have to squeeze it in order to hit the volume button or the um. Or the button on the side, because if I don't, it just doesn't work. So I've got to squeeze it close and do that. So I stopped uh, at, I, I went and got my vaccine on Saturday. I got in just before this whole. Uh, so that's your booster? Yeah, my booster. I went in and got my booster on Saturday. And because I go up to the door and she ch- checks the little card, I still had the card and she goes, Oh, oh, that, you're just, oh, you're only just in time because it's today, four months ago today. I'm like, That's right. I've been waiting. Four months today. Yeah. I'm here, and then the next day they no, notified everybody of the the sun, you know, the traffic light red. Anyway, so while I was there, I popped down to this mobile fixer upper uh, yeah, yeah, kiosk yeah, yeah. there. And I said, "Oh, what do we? Uh, what's going on with this? Do you, can you look at it?" And she looks at it and she goes, "Yes, I would stop using that right away. I wouldn't use that anymore." It looks like the battery is swelling up. Yeah. It may explode. <laughs> I'm like, I can't afford another phone and I got to use it. So I'm walking around with uh, a swelling up battery phone. You might have uh, for a while. It, so. it, might, it might blow up in your pocket. Uh, it might blow up on the side of the bed. Who knows? It's exciting. What a way to live. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something. That's something. So anyway. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, but uh, I am about as broke as I've ever been right now. So, uh, yep, the bills are just piling up. I, I, I mean, I've got some prospects coming through. Hopefully, I'll get some money coming in pretty soon, and I'll be able to catch up on a lot of stuff. But even my YouTube stopped. Um, my premium dropped off. It's annoying. Anyway, oh yeah, I forget that's a thing. Oh, dude, it is such a thing. And once you've had it, you just don't want to not have it anymore. What, what's new with you? Uh, I bit my tongue because, <laughs> you know, on the side and it's a pain in the ass to talk. How, so. how badly or how did you do that? Uh, just, I was just just eating and uh, bit it, oh, yeah. but, uh, you know, because my body's like, you know what? Just bite your tongue. Uh, so that's living <laughs> life to the extreme there. But, uh, yeah, no, it's pretty sore. Uh, but uh, the last couple of days I've been working on this giant um, Google sheet for um, all my giant pumpkin stuff. Uh, so I've built this planning thing for the next year's pumpkin season and basically, uh, yeah, I fill everything out all in one go for a whole year and then it populates the other sheets for every month. And then I just look at this month and it tells me everything I'm, I'm supposed to be doing. 
Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Pretty and good. So how are things looking for the Giant Pumpkin Carnival this year? Oh, this uh, oh, I don't know. We had a meeting and no one turned up, and then I told them I was over it, and uh, I don't want to do it anymore. So that happened. Okay, that's pretty That's pretty major. Did uh, uh, you get a response from that? Well, no, there was only three of us. So I'm in this weird position because uh, I just said, look, I, I can't. I can't do this anymore. Like, um, cause the weird thing is I've known this for a little while is naturally, uh, a lot of my, a lot of times in my life, I get put in a leadership role and yep. I'm not a leader. I'm a very good two. I see I'm very good at second in charge. That's my, that's my jam, but I get put into these roles because I'm the best person at the time, but I'm not the right person, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, and I'm the president of this pumpkin carnival which is okay, but they're like, well, is it this one or like the whole thing? I was like, no, the whole thing. Like, it's just so much time to work on this thing, which is cool. And they're like, but what can we do to help? And I said, that's the rub. Like, you guys don't know how to do half of anything. I said, we have these meetings where nothing happens. I might as well have a meeting a month before the event. Um, You guys, you know, everyone's good at helping out on the day, but, you know. So, but, but I said, I'm in this weird position because I said, I still want the event to carry ahead, but I don't want to be the president. But if I leave, then half the committee leaves and then there's nothing like, uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I, I know exactly what you, you're saying. Cause people have said to me, and you know, this in the past, why don't you, um, take on more responsibility with uh, TEDx or set up your own TEDx or whatever, when there was yeah, problems yeah, yeah. with it. And and I know it's just not me. Like, I can do what I do, and I do yeah. what I do really, really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But running and the whole thing, that's just not I, – I would make it – I'd try, and I'd do okay, but yeah. I'd be miserable, and it would like, fall over in the end. <laughs> but they're like, oh, you know, you do great, great, great. Rah. And I was like, yeah, you can say that all you want. And I I am compared to everybody else, but, you know, let, it, let us know what we can do. Oh, can you run a Facebook ad? No. Can you do this? No. You know, because 90% of it's booking. Anyway, but talking about the event coming up. Because Paige Paige was um, talking a little bit about that with her experience with Waikato Film Hub, of course, because she had to bow out a little bit because she had a baby. You know, good good excuse, good reason. Um, And then comes back, and as I understand it, and we only had a really brief chat, but, um, you know, not much progress while she was away, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, you can yeah. just see that would happen because she was the driving force there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's exactly right. And it's hard to – it's very hard to bring people into a very niche event that you only run for one day of the year. Um, that That's a toughie. Yeah. So anyway, that's what's been happening. But what happened was we got a meeting in February. I think we're going to can it for this year because of the uncertainty around COVID. Yeah. Um, they moved us to another location at Hamilton Gardens and they put bollards all around it to um, stop cars going in there and ripping up all the grass because that's what's happened in the past. And they've got this little tiny entrance with a little chain and it's 2.4 metres wide, like barely a normal trailer would fit in there, let alone oh, like a truck. Oh, of course. Cause so, yeah. so that area hasn't been set up well for any event, let alone our one. So we're going to give that feedback and... Um, They'll probably have to bowl a, I don't know, remove a bollard that they just put in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's been happening. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, what else is new at the moment? Have you heard about Grey Mouths? No, uh, I put Greymouth, and it's actually Greytown. I wrote oh, Greymouth. I don't know Yeah, why. you better know. That's two different yeah, I know, I know, because I've been to Greytown a lot of times, and I've never been to Greymouth. Oh, um, no, because Greymouth, I think, they're all alcoholics. <laughs> oh, there's that too. But, yeah, the uh, Greytown has a, an alcohol-free bar, um, and it's, um, yeah, it's the popularity is increasing at an unexpected rate, is what he says. But what do you think? What do you? Well, well, I'm reading this article now. It's yeah, I, I love, I love the quote. He said, "Blackwell said it was the Greytown truck stop that initially gave him the idea for quote unquote unleaded." <laughs> yeah, because this is this is part of a truck stop venue. Right. So if you go alcohol free. He doesn't need to worry about alcohol licenses or bar managers and all that, I guess. Um, True. True. And it's just like offering. But he's more... basically a cafe then, if it's, if it's. Yeah, exactly. He's a cafe that doesn't serve alcohol, is what it should be titled, as opposed to alcohol free bar, maybe. Yeah. Um, well, they. But, yeah. But the alcohol free uh, segment of drinks apparently is a huge growing industry. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I tell you what, if I was flush with money, like, you know, I had a decent job and, and had a salary and shit, I would consider buying, you know, Heineken Zero and having that in the fridge. Yeah. Well, you know, because it's, it's you feel like a beer in summer, but I don't really want to get pissed. You know what I mean? And yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd have that. So that's just me. I just wondered what you thought about it. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, well, I mean, it's good on them, but I think, um Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it's a sort of a marketing thing. You could say that, but at the end, it's just a venue. Hey, I'll um, tell you something that will make you laugh. Um, I, I think the world needs um, straighter zucchinis. Okay, and, I, I, and you're going to laugh at this because because uh, yesterday, yesterday, day before, I uh, used my spiralizer for the very first time. How'd that go? Did, did it take a while to get it set up? So for those that don't know, a spiralizer is like a, a windy machine that you put on a, uh, a zucchini or any vegetable, really, but the, the recommended was zucchinis. Uh, and you turn the crank, supposedly, yeah. and it creates uh, like zoodles, they call them, zucchini noodles. And that's, right, that's right. That's right. So, so the other day uh, when I was shopping last week, I bought some zucchinis. I'm like, I'm going to use that spiralizer i've had in the cupboard for three years and never used yeah um and i found a recipe and i found this woman showing how it's used online mm. note it was slightly different very close but slightly different because mine is a chi- cheap chinese knockoff and hers was not the, so <laughs> the big question is did you injure yourself i didn't injure myself okay. uh okay. and i didn't quite break it um, but the first, I, I got the biggest zucchini first and put it in. This isn't working. I threw it away. I went, um, because it just wasn't working. It would help if they had like an arrow on the turny thing to, you know, which way to turn it for starters. No, most but, people just work that out. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, eventually you do. Um, but anyway, uh, and it took, uh, I, I gave up. And a half. Then I came back because I bought a few zucchinis. I'm like, bugger it. And so I got a, another one, but it was quite small. And that works better. I figured it out. You've got to put pressure on it. Um, it's got suction cups, so it sticks to the bench. But 
you're putting so much pressure on it. It's moving along the beaches. You're trying what? to do it. Um, yeah, it was it was all right. Um, but the zucchinis need to be quite straight because if they're mm. bent, it's very difficult. So hence my my comment. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's a really simple recipe. You get these uh, zucchini zoodles. You you know get that those strings. Yeah. You throw um, some oil in a frying pan. You throw in a bit of uh, minced uh, garlic, you know, just saute that garlic, throw uh, the zoodles in and then um, and and put some parmesan on it, heat it up a bit, and that's dinner. It was quite nice. It was all right. Look at you go. That sounds good. So I might use that again, but uh, I will say tempting as the cheaper AliExpress um, spiralizers might be, you may be better off getting the real deal. Okay, top tip there. <laughs> hey, uh, if I told you that two guys decided to weekend at Bernie's, another guy, and take him to a post office to try and collect the dead man's pension, what country do you think that's happened in? I almost want to say the UK because that's they're crazy over there. But uh, and and they would have to take somebody into a post office to get the pension. I would think. Yeah, so it's an island. And I don't know how I don't know how drunk these two guys were. They knew the dead guy. Uh, they carried him in there, like dragging his feet, and they became suspicious about it and rung the police. And only three people were allowed in there at a time because of the uh, social distancing. So, um, yeah. So the police interview would have been interesting. Sir, can you sit over there? You sit over there and you sit. Sir, get off the floor. Sir? Sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Um it's <laughs> crazy. It's mental. Uh yeah, you you almost immediately go, Yeah, that's not a real story. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, 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 no. There's a picture of the body being taken out on a scurvy. <laughs> like, no, no. Apparently it's a real thing. Um I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think- everyone's shocked, apparently. It's a small town as well. <laughs> like, I'm sure everybody knew all of them. So, yeah, I mean, I presume he just died of natural causes, and they're like, the boys are like, we need more yeah, yeah, beer. Yeah, yeah. He I, I, buys it. Well, we'll just use this. Yeah. I could see how that would work. I could see how that, that logic would happen. Yeah. So uh, there's this dude. Well, it, I don't know if it's an actual home remedy or it's some sort of weird sex thing that went wrong. But this guy has destroyed his sex life because um, back in like 2020, so they're just reporting it now, he accidentally sprayed expanding foam into his uh, penis. Oh, oh, and- oh, oh, hang on, hang on. Expanding foam. That, that's like the insulation stuff you spray into a wall that. Yeah, or if uh, you exp- need to fill a gap around a pipe, you just spray it and it goes. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So oh. the 45, there's one thing here. And so he I, sprayed it down the urethra of his No, pen. no, 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 hang on. There, there, I'll, I'll get to that in a second, but there's a term that I've never heard of. Uh, I'll talk about that too. So this 45-year-old's partner had inserted the straw, which was attached to a can of weatherproofing spray, uh, down his urethra. And, uh, and then it inverted. That alone, that alone makes me wince. But anyway, carry on. I remember, it expands too. So no, just the straw, inserting the straw is pretty bad. Oh, no, no, no. There's That's a term for that. I'll get to that. Uh, 
but for three weeks he struggled with urinating, pain around it, and uh, blood-colored urine. The foam had hardened and become anchored inside, and they had to try and remove the foreign objects. They had to make a new opening for him between his uh, in the taint. Actually, that's where they made it—a new little opening. Uh, that's where they got some of the foam out because of his pre-existing problem uh, disease. They couldn't remove all the foam. There's pictures of what they've removed from him. If you want to see that, Chris, it looks like mincemeat. Oh, 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 no. No, actually, no, I don't. I don't. It's it's rare for things to actually get stuck, but sometimes there's straws, cotton swabs, batteries, nails, or cables have been down there. I, what, do you, what do you think it's called when you jam something down there? Like, I didn't know this. Stupid? <laughs> it's called sounding. Sounding? Yeah. So people that practice sounding um, may not be able to get it up after a while because of whatever they're jamming down there. So top tip. Give up on the sounding. If you think you're going to jam something down the end of your uh, thing, don't uh, do that. I cannot, for the life of me, imagine the benefit of doing that. Like, you know, I, I as I understand it, that's where you'd put a catheter, right, for, for somebody, right? Mm, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The idea of having that put in is bad enough. I assume most people who have them put in are sort of beyond it, like they're out. Yeah. But I can absolutely imagine, I'm pretty sure I remember somebody telling me about the experience of them getting the catheter out and they're fully awake and cognizant. That would be horrific. I mean, I can't think of anything worse. I don't Expand, think expanding foam is worse. I think um, I could put a compass in my eye before I could <laughs> do that. Honestly, seriously, Jesus. Anyway, sorry. You'll you'll be happy to know that all one hundred lab monkeys. Oh yeah, and, and, <laughs> and a truck crash have been found in Pennsylvania. It sounded like the start of a movie where we all get some sort of rabid monkey disease. Yeah, they crashed, and these boxes of monkeys went everywhere. And, no, no, um, no, 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 no. You haven't heard the latest uh, conspiracy there was one, one, oh, The yeah, Chinese okay. have swapped out some of those monkeys. Yeah, I bet they And they, they crash. It was all, it was, that was ram-raided by a uh, dump truck, and the dump truck was driven by a Chinese guy, and they've switched the, the mm, yeah. It's, okay, um, good. Uh, it's Tommy Nomicron is now the thing that they've got there now. China. No, I'm, I'm just making all that shit up. No. China is too busy. <laughs> they don't have time for that, Chris. They've been re-editing films. China's now given a new Fight Club ending. What and the yeah. actual Fight Club, or yeah. they've refilmed? No, 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 the the actual, no, 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 no. The 1999 cult classic Fight Club. They've decided to uh, change the ending a little bit on their streaming service. Uh, everything still happens, so the narrator still proceeds killing off Durden and. The exploding building scene at the end is now replaced with a black screen that says the police rapidly figured out the whole plan, arrested all the criminals, successively preventing the bomb from exploding. Uh, And then it said the main guy was sent to a lunatic asylum for psychological treatment and was later discharged. Good ending. Good ending. (laughs) Did they say why they did that? Oh, well, they don't want to give. I don't think they want to give. um, Well, they've just got censorship hurdles. Yeah, so they normally um change it because the government censors ordered the alternative ending. 
Um, I yeah. guess, yeah, they don't want to give them ideas. All right. Have you heard of Starline? I don't know. Google's experimental 3D telepresence booth. No. So you basically go and sit in this booth and somebody sits in another booth somewhere else. Yeah. And they use um, 8K screen. Yeah. Four GPUs, four microphones, mm. and a whole bunch of cameras. Yeah. So it looks like you well, to me, the way I, I, I would describe it, it looks like you're in prison with somebody mis- visiting them in prison because you've got I'm that look- I am looking glass, at it now. Yeah. glass between you. Um, but apparently it's very, very realistic. Uh, so now we did a thing with Cisco um, like that. Um, and the Cisco uh, thing, you jumped into a room and then they had different rooms they'd set up and they had a big screen and then the other half of the room was the room that other people were in. Yeah, yeah. God knows what it costs. It must have cost us a lot with telecom to have this. So we'd have team meetings where we'd have four or five in this room and 20 in Auckland room. And yeah. it was okay, but this would be way, way better. And the idea of the the four microphones and speaker units makes me think that the um, directional sound will be much, much better. Mm. So at, at the moment, I'm doing um, you know virtual reality meetings with uh, Epic Learning. Yeah, and we're in that room, and it's you. The directional sound has such a huge effect when you know. Uh, Carl's to my right, he says something, or you know, Nat's across the table from me, she says something, your head automatically swivels to them because you can hear them, and it's yeah, very yeah, um, real. So, yeah, it'll make quite a difference. But apparently this thing with Google, because you're using four GPUs, <laughs> you're yeah. using you know, uh, 8K imagery um, and all the sound, the bandwidth is huge to yeah, uh, send them across. It says that a normal uh, op- a normal office in a metropolitan area uh, probably could be okay with it. Yeah, yeah. But it's pretty cool. Like, yeah, I think that's cool. They just need to keep working on it and shrink it down and then uh, have it so when we're looking at a webcam, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Anyway, um, cool. What else we got? Oh, talking about uh, VR and the metaverse, sort of. Uh, the inventor of PlayStation does not like the metaverse. He thinks it's pointless. He doesn't even like VR. He says, um, no. <laughs> he said, uh, they isolate you from the real world, and I can't agree with that. He said, they're just annoying. He said, the hype surrounding Metaverse reminds him of communist propaganda he was exposed to growing up in the former Soviet Union. So that's Ken Kutaragi, uh, the PlayStation inventor. Okay. Well, I've got something a little bit on the VR here thing, thing as well. Mm. So um, you can now get from Sense Glove Nova uh, haptic gloves for the Quest 2. And, oh, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, they're, they're a small step towards the VR you can touch. Um, but Jesus, they're ugly. They look really, really ugly. They um, look like, what, what's, um, what was the movie I was watching the other day? There's, a, uh, oh, there's some crappy Christmas movie where the kid wanted a Nintendo Entertainment System and one kid in the whole neighborhood had one and they all went there and he had the power glove, which is like one of the biggest flops for like actual gaming hardware and the history of gaming. Uh, I don't know if you've seen one of those. Were you around no, one of those? 
no. it looks like this, like power club. And they were like, yeah, and you couldn't really do anything with it. Um, so I'm going to read this here. My very first attempt at trying VR haptic gloves was awkward. I stretched a pair of knitted gloves over my hands, adjusted little plastic tips, delicately screwing in holsters on the back of large plastic battery packs. Mm. Uh, so it just sounds horrible. And then you it sounds a bit, the, um, like the Quest 2 controllers into slots over the gloves. Oh, is that what that picture is? Oh, that looks terrible. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, I think with all the technology and stuff out there, they could have come up with something better. Yeah, I felt little cables pulling back on my fingers, almost like puppet strings. Yeah. I felt a clicking sort of resistance as my fingers brushed a virtual soda can and crushed it. Yeah. First, they cost about five grand. No. Yeah. (laughs) And they don't work with any of Quest's ordinary actual games. So, you know, but I guess, you know, this is the Ready Player Two world. This is where where it's going to go eventually. What's Ready Player Two? Oh, Ready Player One. Sorry. Okay. Ready Player Two has come out though, isn't it? It's the I second, don't know. Has it? It's the second film. Yes. It's oh, I don't know. Film or whatever. I yeah, I've got it on my mind because I'm like, should I even read the book? I don't think there should have been a two. I think one should have s- stood by itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, I see. They released a. Oh, okay. Ready Player Two. Uh, they released a trailer apparently like three years ago. Okay. Uh, apparently. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I was like. I don't know if it's come out yet, but I know it was it was coming, and I was like very ambivalent about it because I'm like, yeah, it was a complete story. Don't it's like Highlander. There should never have been anything after Highlander. There should no, never be not. a Highlander too. It was a complete story. Yeah, leave yeah. it be. You know, I think I, yeah. I think they're all waiting for all the people that control Back to the Future, eh? Because that the whole deal there was all the producers or whoever they said there's never going to be any more. This is it. And uh, they keep wanting to do a reboot or a remake or, you know. Of Back to the Future. Yeah, the studios do, but they've been told no. Like, whoever holds the prop IP on it, I like, no. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I'm a, I agree with that. What's, um, what's Bailey D&D? Were you drinking or is that a person? No. So Bailey's uh instructor at um Les Mills and Quick um, question, KK. I thought it was like the only Bailey I know is the instructor at Les Mills. Yes. I think I saw her the other day. Does she now have a rather large leg tattoo? Possibly. I mean she's but, wear, worn leggings when I've been at Oh. Has she got thing. a kid? I don't think so. Oh, I just saw someone with a young child and a guy and they're walking around and I was like 90% sure it was her. But had this giant leg tattoo, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Anyway, I'm pretty sure she got like a shoulder tattoo or something like that. I'm not sure, but yeah, uh, leg okay. tattoo. I, I don't. It doesn't. Anyway, doesn't Bailey with D and D. Yeah, so we finished the combat class on Saturday, and uh, I, I just wander over the stage, say, you know, thanks, thanks, Bailey, or whatever. And she goes, Oh, Chris, I want to talk to you. I want to play D and D. I need to. You're you're all about that, and I'm like, what? So I'm you're going around hang with on. The how, how are you? How are you known for this? I don't know. That's the whole point. I'm like, am I walking around with a nerd tattoo on my forehead? What the uh, hell? And I'm like, does she listen to the podcast? Uh, if you listen to the podcast, baby, uh, thanks for that. Could um, be one of those people like, we don't, yeah. Or did I get really drunk at one of those parties and start talking about Dan? I don't even that's know probably where the that most, that, That's probably the most <laughs> likely thing. You're like, are we on this quest? Yeah, it's, it's just the most random thing. I was like. Uh, how does uh, yeah? How do you know that? Okay, all right. Anyway, that that was just the random thing. I was like, 
it's and the reason I, I put it down there was like, what are you known for? Because often there are things like I, I, I went into a um, I wasn't a, um, a a group, a mastermind group, yeah, and we jump on uh, Zoom. This was a, a couple of months ago or last year, and uh, and I had the background from the D and D, which was the night before. And they yeah. go, what's with your background? And I was like, uh, I play D&D. We've been playing it every week for, you know, 10 years or whatever, five years or whatever it has been. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and that's like a, a whole new thing. Oh, my God, Chris plays D&D. Like, but it's, it's funny because you, you do all these things. Like you're, you'd be the same at work when you start telling people about giant pumpkins and they go, you what? Yeah. <laughs> Most people know I do it. Um, yeah, it's good. I am leaning into it quite a bit. Oh, I actually got interviewed by um, New Zealand Gardener magazine last week. Oh, right. Forgot to, forgot to mention that. Yeah, no, this, this, I emailed them about the carnival and then they just pushed it off to like this random as independent writer who was a little bit spacey and but she was good she spoke to me for an hour and took some photos and um then she goes i'll email you the article she goes we don't normally do this but i want to make sure it's factually correct so she um yeah it was pretty good well-rounded article about people growing pumpkins and stuff and a bit about me and yeah we'll see i think it and might- she got all the facts right or do you have to correct anything she yes yeah, so there's only two two little tiny things i had to correct yeah it should come out of march i think but that was pretty good but uh i've got like all my YouTube videos are going up in views. They're all watching random old videos for some reason. I've got this guy, Luke, who I've told you about in the past. Yeah. He's intense. And then, um, yeah, like I'm getting comment. It's going really well, actually. I do this thing called Show Us Sunday. And it's just on Sunday morning. It's going to show us your pumpkin, basically, what you're up to. Like, it reached like 500 people or something. I had 100 and something engagements, 40 something comments, and all these people are just posting photos and talking to themselves. Cool. Well done. Well done. All right. Well, that pretty much brings us to the end of uh, today. It sure does. Uh, what What else? You got anything exciting coming up? No, nothing exciting. Just uh, grinding away at um, figuring out uh, what to do for content and stuff in the future. Yeah. Um, what with this or with something else? No, no, pumpkin stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I'm uh, I've been building websites and stuff. Um, yeah, trying to make some dosh. So uh, I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> Very good. Okay, until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.